it's the opposite. I'm using all these business tools that I've used by being an employee and working in real estate and all that to shift into that because managing dance moms is a job in sales. <laughs> okay, and I, I have, I've been on that end. I have been a dance mom. <laughs> I'm a soccer mom. I mean, every kind of mom tag you have, but. Um. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Women Your Mother Warned You About. The podcast that makes business sexy again. I'm Gina Tremarco, Master Sales Trainer and Director of Coaching Programs at Sales Gravy. I'm Rachel Pitts, the singing lender. And among other things, (laughs) (laughs) we'll just stick with that for now. We'll just stick with that. It's the easiest thing for y'all to remember. (laughs) (laughs) So many things, but you know what? That's what we do. We're scrappy. We do a lot of things. We make things happen, which is why it's so cool that today's guest, oh my gosh, it's like she's another sister of another mister. Yeah, she was a little hesitant about whether or not she was one of us women your mother warned you about. But I think we have established that she is. Any woman that's got five kids that also has a job is definitely in our tribe. Yes. So Bianca Cowings, Bianca Cowings from Escipio, who is our sponsor at Outbound, is our guest today. And a little bit about uh, a little bit about Bianca. Do you have that information? Yep. Uh, Rachel, you share that information about Bianca. Yep. Bianca is a lifelong entrepreneur. She started as a professional harpist and now VP of marketing in this uh, software as a service industry. And she's got five kids, five, ranging in age from six to 20. And if that's not enough, apparently she's also currently pursuing her MBA. So she understands master juggling at its core. And she also understands the feeling of guilt and stress and trying to balance a successful home career and education. She is a returnship advocate, which we didn't actually get into. I know, sadly. I to ask her about that. Uh, she loves helping women m- m- return to the market the workplace after they have had children. Um, We talked to her about Scipio and what that is. And I just can't wait to be finished here so I can go and like literally (laughs) explore it because I want to use it. I want it. Yeah, it's really interesting. So check for that. But she's also just got some really great, um, great things to offer about being a mom and being a career woman as well. I love her story. I love that she's a mom, a career woman, an entrepreneur, from entrepreneur to business. Like there's so many cool things about her and what I, and she can, and she considers herself sassy and which is ironic because she works in the SAS space. So this yeah, is that's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's she's, uh, she's, in, she's in SAS and she's sassy. So this, you're going to love this, uh, this episode. You're going to also love if you're going outbound, if you're going outbound, it starts tomorrow ish. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I mean, we got yeah, stuff. No, actually it's already started. It's already started yeah, because the party's we, already, we had all the virtual stuff that already started yesterday. Uh, you're going to get a chance to hear her live on stage with us on Wednesday. How do you do that? You buy a ticket to outbound. So go to outboundconference.com. You still have a chance to do that. And thanks to sales gravy, the sponsor of the women, your mother warned you about and Scipio, the sponsor of us at outbound. 
And I'll throw in there when you go to get your ticket for Outbound, make sure you use code WARNERS100 to save. Yeah, and hey, if you feel like you're late to the party, you're not because all of these sessions are recorded and you will be able to watch them at your pace for weeks. Get your learning on. Summer's here. Great time to learn because earners are learners and learners are earners. Awesome. Sit back, listen to this episode with Bianca Collings. Welcome, Bianca Collings. Collings? Collings? It is Collings with a G. Thank you. Collings. Okay, Collings. Okay, good. One more time. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. Welcome, Bianca Collings, to the women your mother warned you about. Hello, hello. We are so excited to have you here today. And we are even more excited that you, you chose us. We did choose you. You chose us. Scipio <laughs> and you chose us to sponsor us at Outbound. We're super excited about that. Thank you. And you are sassy from what I've read about you. And I cannot wait to dive in to this episode. Well, if you're sassy, then that merits the, our first question, which is, Bianca, would you consider yourself a woman your mother warned you about? You know, I thought it was so funny. Probably not. Maybe so. I don't know. It depends on what slice of me you want. <laughs> I do warn my children other women. No, I don't. Um, it just depends on what crowd you're in, I suppose. Um, I could be, and I and then I'm not. <laughs> okay, well, tell us more about that. Uh, well, I live in a very conservative state. I don't know what you know about Utah. And, um, I chose a path. Uh, I have children, right? I have five kids, actually. And um, there is kind of a model um, woman. And the women that choose to maybe leave their home and work out of the home, um, it may be a dad is a woman that you... It's, it's not a path, I think, that all women here desire. Um, so when you say, am I, I'm not a, I'm not a homewrecker. I didn't, I didn't leave my kids, but I, I did choose the path of um, a, a career as well. And so in that aspect, it could be the woman, your mother warned you, don't do that. You know, don't, don't, you're going to ruin your kids. And we could talk about all, you know, the narrative that we tell ourselves and that, that, um, but uh, so in that aspect, yes. But otherwise, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty one lane. <laughs> that brings up like such an interesting point, though, because it, for a lot of our listeners, it wouldn't really because a lot of our listeners are business women or entrepreneurs. It wouldn't necessarily occur to them that a career could be considered a woman your mother warns you about. But as you say, Bianca, in certain pockets of our country still, there's more conservative places where the women still feel that um, being a stay-at-home mom is the most important job, which it is in some ways. And there's a lot of people that can balance it. So I think that's one thing that we can talk about today that you know you can balance being a great mom and having a career. Yeah. And that, and honestly, when we'll get there later, but that's the resolve that I've come to. And I have to tell you, my mom worked, uh, she was an entrepreneur herself. She was a very, she ran a very successful business. 
So having that person as my role mm-hmm. model, uh, she showed me how it could be done. And actually, I didn't know any other way. So um, I, yeah, we're going to. Yeah, I will say there's a lot of moms out there and you know who you are that'll say, well, I can't do this and I can't do that because of the kids. And meanwhile, they have like two kids. Well, Bianca, you have what, five, six, five? I, uh, well, I have five and a dog that's like a human. So I would say so. so. <laughs> yeah. So like just that alone makes me go, holy, what a superwoman, because I have one 12 year old girl and that's about all I can handle. Hmm. Well, I mean, you and I talked about this whenever you're dividing your brain space. It doesn't matter to me if it's one or if it's five it's, it's, I'm dividing myself between in, in two lives in a way, and it is a balancing act. So I, I mean, I know women who've got seven, eight, nine children, and I look at them like, how do you do that? How do you balance? But again, it's, it's just dividing your brain space. Well, my mom, I'm from a family of four kids. And she said that it, it became manageable because if you've got four or five, you've got a couple of older ones that can help you with the younger ones. So you know, so, when, it's, when it's one, it's like one clinging to my leg so that I can barely walk, you know? <laughs> okay. I, I, that is so true because I have a seven year gap between my fourth and my fifth and having that last one, she is like, um, a, an only child to me and it is harder to have one <laughs> so, in some ways. It's like, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's interesting. Your, your mom was an entrepreneur. You've been an entrepreneur mm-hmm. while you're juggling all of this. And even the question of, do you consider yourself a woman your mother warned you about? And the, you trying to answer that. I, I think a lot of us can relate to that. And there's, there's a purpose for this show that we have a theme around trying to blend what it is that we do. And I have actually lately have felt a little bit of this path of, you know, in my, in my job, in my career, I take a stance of being that kind of renegade woman. And I do personally too, but then there is a, there is a conservative side to me mm. where I don't always want to be a woman your mother warned you about. If that, does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. And I think that's why I kind of hesitated at the yeah. beginning because I really want it all. And, yeah. um, what I do doesn't work for everyone. It really doesn't. Um, so that, and, and it, like I said, in certain spaces, people would look at me and not even consider uh, that I'd be a woman your mother warned mm-hmm. you about in other spaces. But that's with everything. And yeah. we I think it's okay. I think it's okay to be both. I think you can do both. Yeah. You can have it all totally (laughs) and you can have fun with it. That's, that's for sure. Hey, I want to, I want to learn a little bit more. I know that you guys um, had a chance to talk um, one-on-one and I feel very left out. Um, You told me to call her. I know, I know, I know. I'm teasing. teasing. Actually, we were trying to call you to get that headshot because we wanted to know what the mysterious Beyonce (laughs) Callings look like. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's, it's crunch time around here uh, at sales gravy, trying to get ready for outbound. Um, so you guys had a chance to talk and there's so much about you that I find so interesting from being a harpist to an entrepreneur to skip. Like, I want to, I want to know everything. I want to know all things Bianca and I don't even know where to start, but let's, let's start a little bit with your 
entrepreneurial background, how does that play into Scipio and a little bit about Scipio? I know that's like a three-layer question, which we shouldn't do, but just take us on a little journey. That's a lot. Well, uh, I'll tell you, um, let me just give you a little history. So I started the harp when I was six years old. Uh, It was a dream my mother had for herself and uh, knew, and I was the first child. And uh, this fabulous harp teacher uh, moved to Utah. And uh, I played the harp my entire life, very competitively uh, on national stages when I was very, very young. And so I received a scholarship to the University of Washington, went and was their uh, primary harpist up there. And about three years in, uh, I was miserable, (laughs) miserable, miserable. And I was telling this to Rachel, if you am just in this interaction, I'm a very much an extroverted person. I love people. I love engagement. I love collaboration. And if you've ever seen an orchestra, where's the harp? We're in the back corner all by ourselves. And, and you know, it's a lot of work for like one glissando and you hear the harp maybe once or twice. Right. I don't know. And I'm also kind of got this like woo part of my personality and I'm like, I don't want to be stuffed in the corner. Um, anyway, so I left college for a couple of years and I did some service work for my church in Taiwan and uh, learned Mandarin Chinese and fell in love with the people of Taiwan. And when I came back, um, I studied Chinese. So I did a pivot <laughs> there and ended up getting my degree both. I did Chinese and music and uh, got married and uh, ended up going back to music, opened a music studio. And um, I, I love entrepreneur entrepreneurship. I just, I, I, my mother under business, my father under his own business, and all of my siblings all have their own businesses. Mm. So you're probably wondering, why do I not own Scipio? I don't. <laughs> um, so I just always had this, I want to start something. So I started a music studio and I was out promoting myself and just different. I lived in Seattle, the city of Seattle played, I uh, did a lot with Starbucks and Amazon. And I mean, I was just out in that scene doing a lot of gigs with a big companies and just wanted more. Um, And uh, down the road, I started having children. uh, And then I did start my own business. So I have to tell you, when I was in Taiwan, um, they call us sisters in the, in the, in the service that we do. And my nickname was sister sassy. And they said it was, it was in Chinese. So it was sassy GMA. Um, (laughs) So I started a company called sassy May had a blast. I had a partner up there. We, we ran this uh, business for four years and uh, my husband and I decided it was time to move back to our roots and we came and moved back to Utah. Anyway, one of my vendors in that business, um, we had uh, cracked Facebook back in 2007, one of the first businesses to start using Facebook for uh, advertising. And uh, one of my vendors pulled me in and just said, I need you to run this. I didn't even have a name. It wasn't called social media. It wasn't anything, but I just need you to run this advertising for us. And so I really dove in and started to learn the, uh, whatever digital marketing was mm-hmm. back then. Um, yeah. I started doing that for companies here in uh, Utah and caught the eye of um, the founder of Scipio and he brought me in. He recruited me from from just work that I was doing 
here. So that is my journey to Scipio in a nutshell, but from Harpist to, to marketing at Scipio. But every single thing I did along the way, I picked up tools. Um, mm-hmm. I really learned by doing, I, I'm, we're huge into Clifton Strengths here and mm-hmm. uh, what I call an activator. And uh, what that is, is it's, I really learn from doing. And mm-hmm. so every single thing, if it's being the president of the PTA, or if it's running a carnival, or if it's running the social media for, for a city event, I mean, every single activity I, I attribute to putting a tool in my toolbox. So I love, I love the story and I love the journey. And I think Rachel and I really relate to that because we've had those parallel journeys of how we got to where we were. And I love the fact that you went from business owner to Scipio as an employee, because that was a, that was a question I did definitely have for you. Um, Because I can relate to that from being a serial entrepreneur, shutting my business down and joining sales gravy. I, I didn't know if I would be able to make that transition. I knew I would. I just didn't know how easy the transition would be that I'm like, I love being a sales gravy. So it's, and, and we all have performance backgrounds, all three of us. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, and it all, I, I definitely agree with you, uh, Bianca, about the tools in your tool belt, because I'm going the opposite right now. I'm acquiring a business and becoming a small business owner of the uh, dance school that I'm acquiring. And it's the opposite. I'm using all these business tools that I've used by being an employee and working in real estate and all that to shift into that because managing dance moms is a job in sales. <laughs> okay. And I, I have, I've been on that end. I have been a dance mom. <laughs> and I'm a soccer mom. I mean, every kind of mom dad you have, but um, <laughs> thing I've, I've really thought about because it's true. Having that ownership uh, and then walking into a space where you're then reporting to an owner. Yeah. But one of the reasons I love Scipio, uh, we're all owners of our space. Yes. Right? yes. And it's very hands-off. There's no micromanaging here. And I don't think that I would be able to work in any company environment because of my background. Mm-hmm. But because the way, you know, and, and I think it's, knowing that you can own your space and I can create this job in this world any way that I, I want yes. to. And it, it's like you're taking that, that, that entrepreneurial spirit to your job. And you know what? At the end, of, I'm really grateful that I don't have to, to lose sleep over the bottom line every night. Even yes. though I really do own. Um, there is a different feeling. And I tell you, being with my both my parents owning their own business, uh, I wanted to be able to turn off um, when I'm on vacation or at, in the middle of the night, even though I still don't, but just knowing that I can, I can give myself permission because my, my parents really, like, I, their work came with us everywhere we went. So, and they're awesome. I'm not disparaging my parents. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and I'm sure like owning a dance studio, like I said, it was very tight, very closely, um, with the dance studio here in our town because my daughter's uh, she's a very skilled dancer and I can see, I mean, that is, that's a full time 
brain. Oh, space. it's it's interesting because I I've been approaching it already. Like the the transitions happening this summer, but I've been approaching it this whole time with the parents and with the dancers in a sales perspective of like building relationships, for creating value. Like I do all these videos for them, and I mean the girls love it, the parents love it, and it's just it's all nurturing relationships. Yes, and listening to find out like this parent actually doesn't care about cost of anything. She just wants to know that everything is in order. This parent caught like money mm-hmm. is important, is hard for that. Like it. And I've been learning all that. that right for each. And I'll tell you, man, you hold the gates audition time comes around and your phone is going to ring off the hook for a week after results are posted. Every oh, it's year. all, it's, it's all, it's on. It's all the time. Yeah. Like, isn't it, isn't it interesting, Rachel, that so much of what we do all comes back to sales. Right, like sales is the framework for everything. Well, and in that first conversation Bianca and I had, I asked her about being a harpist and she said, well, even you you brought up that point, Bianca, that musicians and artists and dancers a lot of times will resist the idea of sales because they're like, well, I'm an artist, but it's sales. It's sales. You're selling yourself. And you case we get into sales and okay scipio has an amazing product i kid you not it yeah which we, we we do want to talk about next and well but the product will not sell itself okay and i i, I talked to rachel about this i have this incredible dancer for a daughter and and i think she really was under the impression you know my skills will sell themselves and artists do think that i'm you know we're you're you're not an artist or a professional because um, you just coasted in. You had to have talent to get there, but there, but there comes a point where you truly have to sell yourself. Your talent's not going to do it, do all the work for you. Um, and we do see that, that there are business skills lacking. So when you can marry the two, and that is one thing I loved about the music. I love the business aspect of my music studio, <laughs> almost more than playing Yes. I mean, I did love playing the harp. And someone said to me, why do you like being a harp teacher? I'm like, well, I feel like I could teach and sell anything. It just happens to be this is where my skill set is. Um, so, yeah, agreed. I mean, the, if you've got talent and sales and you marry the two, that right there is... Um, what a what a trifecta we are um between the harp improv comedy and dance we could we could start a whole <laughs> we could put on a great show i mean maybe that's what we'll do maybe, maybe oh in all your free time no you're not you don't need anything else but you know what this is a public service announcement to anyone who ha- who works or aspires to work in the arts they call it show business, business. yes show it's true this is this is this is definitely a problem we see in the arts and in entertainment with performers and scarcity mindset and it's a business and even if you look at salespeople in general who don't who are not comfortable asking for the business or setting the value of the business and being comfortable with that it's a business we're and all here to make so, money. There's so many business. Like I know a lot of musicians because that's one other realm that I circle in. And the like during the pandemic, there was a good number of them. They're like, ah, now I have no gigs. But there was a little and small pocket of them that started making money in a virtual space. Mm-hmm. And those were the smart ones. And I would like see a few like 
the minority, of course, of people, of musicians online trying to pedal their wares for Venmo. But the ones that were doing it, I'm like, yes, yes. Don't sit there and whine that there's no opportunity when there's more more opportunity now than there ever has been to, to sell what you got. Well, and it's thinking outside of the box. And I, I, it's interesting you bring that up because I have a son that plays the stand-up bass, jazz, and we would travel 45 minutes a week to go to his lessons. Well, when the pandemic hit, he was one of the very first teachers that I heard about in our space that was, well, we're just going to do a virtual lesson. Okay, pandemic, as far as like traveling, commuting, being in person, it, we're in person now here in, in this state. And uh we're still doing virtual lessons. I mean, it just, I'm like, oh, I just, because you just bought an time. Hour and a half of commute time back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So effective and a good, good on him to, to think outside the box. And I can still teach, right? We have a video. We can still have this mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's in all things. I think about sales and uh, I talk to our, our sales team about um, being fed and, um, uh, and being scrappy and hungry. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, have, I have kids. I mean, all my analogies go back to my, my children, but, um, they'll walk in my kitchen and say, mom, I'm starving. I'm starving. I'm, and I say, you know, what is, you want me to make you a meal? You want me to whatever? Cause the fridge is full of food. <laughs> what you're telling me is you're, you're starving and you just need some ideas of what it is, you know, you're, cause you're not thinking of these ideas on your own. And so mm. sometimes sales, it's marketing. We, we want leads. We want leads. We want leads. Okay. I can feed you, but you know, you open the fridge and there's like 20 other things you can do to, um, to hunt or to feed yourself. So thinking outside of the box is such, um, a crazy, amazing skill. And it's a soft skill that I look for when I'm hiring. So yes, the pandemic really like pulled back the curtain and okay, who's creative? who's scrappy, who's going to survive this. And so that was a tangent on her name. No, that's good. This is how, this is how we roll, right? It is, it is definitely about being scrappy. When I, I struggled with one of my biggest learnings during the pandemic, I, as an improviser and someone who teaches that, how to think outside of the box, mm-hmm. I could not wrap my head around taking improv virtual like i got i got so stuck in my own way and i'm like i'm an improv person this is what we do this is we, your stink on the side. we pivot we pivot yeah. and i'm like how do i bring this virtually because we're so accustomed to being so interactive in person i couldn't wrap my head around being virtual right and i and i literally um, reached out to to jeb about it and then I saw what Jeb was doing and I'm like, let me just join him because he's, he's created the platform to do it. And I was still uncomfortable with it. But once I got into it, I'm like, this is so much better. Mm-hmm. Someone, someone, right. Someone called me from um, the city of Myrtle beach yesterday. I'm, I'm in the Myrtle beach area. So it's Rachel, South Carolina. And they're building out some new spaces in the arts and innovation district. And they're like, do you still plan on bringing your improv theater here? And I'm like, nope. And it was like, so (laughs) my job now, (laughs) Rachel, Rachel, are you choking over there? I surprised myself. I'm like, no, I'm good. I am good. Not going back into the performing arts scene of like barely getting by on the, on the entertainment side of it. 
right? Like putting butts in seats, like that was such a break even, but it really wasn't a break even because my time invested in it was so expensive. There it is. It's it's a return on time there. And what we've learned is uh, we can be very efficient with our time. Yes. Yeah, it's incredible how much, uh, how many more meetings I can fit in. I mean, used Mm -hmm. to be I could schedule like, one coffee meeting at one lunch meeting with realtor prospects, potential realtor partners. Now I can schedule like 10 of them in a day to meet with them for 15 minutes. So, you know, I was just going to say now to the, to a little bit to the negative of that, this is what I'm suffering with specifically today is that now that everything is so virtual now, I just drove 15 hours in two days, right? For some training, which was painful because I lost so much time. But then today I am balls to the wall. That's how we talk here. Back to back. I'm like, what was I thinking? And I'm going <laughs> to slip in a COVID second shot today. Like what was, what in the world? I have like two minutes of breath in, but I'm like, but look at how much I'm getting done. 10 million appointments in one day. So now I got to kind of pull it back and like, there's got to be a happy medium here. Right. So finding that balance again, we've realized how much we can do, but we don't need to. So again, balance, balance, balance. (laughs) Highly recommend grabbing that book that Anthony Iannarino recommended, which is Essentialism. Oh, I'll, ta- I'll put that on my list of things to do. <laughs> it's it's very uh, it's it's good because it, he talks a lot about in his first book. I can't remember the author's name, but he, his first book was Essentialism, and uh, the next one is Effortless. And it, taking away taking away is where we get better at the big things. But we just are like, oh, just one more thing. Oh, just one more thing. Oh, just one more thing. Sand, and a lot sand. of that's. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is not necessary. I've gotten, I'm better than I ever have been at saying no. And and realizing the power in that because I used to have guilt, a lot of guilt for saying no. And then I realized, okay, when I say yes to the right things, everybody is happier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no to restarting my theater. That's a definite no. I want to know more about Scipio. Ah, Tell us about Scipio. So uh, we are probably the most humanized, automated business texting platform out there. There's a lot of uh, business texting, right? Uh, But Scipio can offer really a humanized experience when you are messaging at scale. And we started out uh, in the insurance space five years ago, right? We had an insurance agent. Uh, our original founder, who wanted a way to touch base with his clients uh, at touch points throughout the year and not just when it came time to renew the policy. But to do that at scale, you know, to, to call two, three, four hundred people multiple times a year uh, or multiple times a month um, was arduous. So he came up with this way to... Um, wish a happy birthday, automated birthday messages, or just to check in um, periodically throughout throughout the months just to connect with his clients. So we started on insurance. We went and in, in, we have direct sales. We are the, uh, communi- the sole communication provider for Mary Kay. So we did, we did oh, wow. still own that partnership. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Um, and then we went into the gym space, fitness, because you think about a uh, 
gym owners, personal trainers, anybody that had needed to have a personal connection at scale with text messaging. So why are we here at sales gravy? <laughs> why are we at outbound? Uh, Last year during the pandemic, uh, we had actually some of our sales reps that were former employees. They'd gone on to other sales teams. Um, they kind of had, were outliers on their team. Uh, they were killing it with their lead nurturing and their conversions. Their appointment set rates were higher than ever. And I'm not just talking about one of our past sales or we have multiple. They caught the attention of not only their sales manager, but the CEO. Like, what is it that you're doing? What are you using? Um, and they were, well, I'm just a good salesman, but I also have this tool um, because they were able to scale a personal relationship. And in sales, that is so important because you want your prospects. I mean, if your prospects feel like you are, um, that they're, they're in the mass, they're not going to reply to you. But if they feel like an individual is reaching out to them, that is when you get a response. Yes. But again, it's hard to do at scale. So Scipio, and we had actually an amazing year in 2020 because it was uh, a time again where everyone was remote and you needed a way to reach out and connect with people again at scale. Uh, we did a sort of a pivot, but I wouldn't even say a pivot. We, we blew open the ceiling to uh, sales and realized that this product was more valuable on a sales team than almost anywhere else. And uh, so we really started marketing to uh, the sales space uh, last October. And thus, here we are. Uh, we're really um, trying to, to break into this industry and we've had so much success. It's so sticky with sales teams because the ROI is there, right? If we can get you uh, a response rate of 40 to 50%. So imagine if you sent out an email to a thousand people and 50% responded to you, what that would do for your business. And that's what we're seeing in text with text messaging. I want some of this. Yeah. I know. I'm like, how can I use Scipio <laughs> for Jen, the dance studio? Did Jen buy this? Like, hey, actually, we, we are in the dance studio space because I need fun. that. You want to send out schedules. And yeah. Yeah, you I mean, know, in meeting, on and on in meeting with those parents, that's the number one takeaway that I had with them is that they want more frequent and better, clear communication. And so yeah. I definitely, we should have a little conversation. Let's set oh, up a really gosh, time. Because this. again, you need, to, I don't know how many parents you're working with, right? Give, give me, throw me a number here, or maybe you don't want to read a couple hundred, couple okay. hundred. So you have a couple hundred. And I tell you, there's no one more demanding than a dance mom because my daughter or my son. <laughs> I'm not going to be sexist here because we have a lot of amazing male dancers here, but they want to feel like you care about them. Right. But for you to make 200 manual texts an email, sure. Send them an email. Uh, email is not dead, but I'll tell you what it's not. It's not urgent. Right. When you hear that ping on your phone, I cannot ignore it. And, and also it's, again, it's a personal touch. And so I say any industry where you need to take yourself and multiply, that is who needs Scipio. So I, I'm curious, you know, as a, as a trainer for sales gravy, and I, I teach a lot around email prospecting, text, pro all of that. Right. And we, we, we have frameworks for that. And you're saying this is a, an uh, opportunity to humanize it. Tell us a little bit more, because I'm curious, digging deeper, 
how are you humanizing it so that it feels like a, a, a human touch and, and are you personalizing it with some framework that goes to them. Tell us more about that. So there's, there's a variety of things that we'll do. Uh, and there are, there are SMS platforms that will just push, right? Push out notifications. It's just to our awareness of whatever it is, or you text in a code and you get a promo offer. There is a space for that. Um, what Scipio does is we have a 10 digit. It's a long code. Um, and we all, I mean, we have short code as well, because there's, there's that opportunity that you need, you know, at the very top of the funnel to get something out. What the long code does is first of all, so it's coming from an actual phone number and then you can pull in custom fields. So you'll want to segment whomever it is you're talking to. So in the dance studio, maybe you're going to send a message out to all of the senior group or what, whatever it is. So the message you're sending in a group is relevant. And then you're going to bring in custom fields, first name, um, any context that is applicable to the group. And that's just the uh, functionality of it. What I've, what we've learned at Scipio, yeah, 75% of it, it's going to be, well, maybe even 50. It's the product. But the other 50% is our learning and how to write messages. Uh, number one, that look like text messages, because what I found is you put the power of being able to mass text in someone's hands and they try to send an email. So it's just the learning that comes around how to really talk text at scale. It sounds like it would be easy, but it's not. And then to write messages that elicit a response. Mm -hmm. So to think, I know exactly what I want out of this group that I'm messaging and to write to that. Um, are, you, are you guys writing those messages for the client? So what we offer is we have thousands of campaigns that we've written okay and they're templates yeah that, yeah, yeah that are housed in the platform so okay. if you don't know what to say or how to say it uh in the dashboard of, of your account you can upload a campaign cool. into the account but you're going to want to tweak it to make sure it's relevant yeah, yeah. Your, it's your tone yeah that um, is so cool yeah. And the campaigns are awesome because it's like, think of a marketing, uh, email marketing automation, right? You're going to drip seven, eight, nine, yeah. 10. Yeah. Uh, so we do that with text messaging as well. I can set up a series of seven to 10 messages. And so if follow-up is a problem, it will never be a problem again because you pop someone in and then you're following up and then you go about your life doing whatever it is. But when someone in the message raises their hand and responds to you, it alerts you and you pop into that conversation. Yeah. So we're literally bringing the human into that loop. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm sure obviously you have enterprise programs for this, but like, let's just say the individual salesperson who wants, who's a high performer, who wants to kick it. Are there, is, is there an option in your yes. service oh, that yeah. an individual could buy that? We have individual plans. Uh, we even have a starter plan. So it's people that are just really small, right? Yeah. And then, um, you, the plans will grow with you. Cool. And then we, we, we do offer sales team packages as well. All right. Well, cool. I, it's, you're not just our sponsor. You may be our vendor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally getting that stat and like, I'm going to start like with, Hey, this is the new text number. You'll get updates for blah, blah, blah. No, it's true. I'm already I'm all this is my, my VIP texting line, right? Yes. So they really think that it's not a push. VIP They're talking to you. Line. 
Yeah, VIP. this is my VIP. I'm yours. I think you. I think you have two new customers, Bianca. Totally in love. <laughs> totally in love. Well, with I I am in love with the product too. I've been here three years, and I've done consulting work on this. Like last year, I did a lot of consulting, and I swore no matter what I do, no matter where I go, I will take this product with me. That is the one thing that's amazing. Every employee, not every employee, because that is a mass. I, I'm exaggerating. We've had several employees that have you know gone on to other other paths. Yeah. Like I mentioned, this, our sales our sales team, and everyone takes Scipio with them. <laughs> Can't get, I can't even get off of this call fast enough to go I, look at I know, it. I know. But I, before I, we do that, we do, we do that. It's been so awesome having you here. We, we're going to, we're going to wrap up and can't wait to see you next week. But Rachel's got a couple more questions. Well, first of all, where can people go to find you, Bianca, and get that information about signing up for Scipio? Uh, go, go to our website, scipio.com. Uh, but I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to give you yes. my Scipio number. So text me and uh, you'll see I respond incredibly fast. I'm a sharpshooter. <laughs> so 385-205-8158. Text me there. That's my Scipio line. I'll pop you into an automation. Tell me your birthday and in a year I will, you'll get a birthday message from me and I won't even know that it's gone out. <laughs> oh God, don't do that to me. I fucking hate on my well, birthday I when I go. Though, really Just please turn that off for me. Just uh, I did send my Christmas cards via text with an image of my family one year just because I'd run out of time to about 250 people. Christmas Eve, I send this out, right? literally everybody thought this was a personal text coming from me. It was beautiful. I'm like, I love that you thought I stopped and sent a text message on Christmas Eve to you with my family picture. But uh, there's so many valuable ways that you could use Heck it. yeah. <laughs> I always like to send out stuff at Thanksgiving. So yes, I should know what I'm doing. Okay. Moving to these fun signature questions. Um, Bianca, how do you define the word sexy? <laughs> ah, to me, sexy is more uh, inside. I mean, that's so cliche, but it's confidence. I think yes. some woman that has confidence, very, it's very sexy. And actually with men too. Yes. <laughs> my husband is incredibly confident. I love it. <laughs> yeah. My husband was on a business call the other day and he's very good at what he does. And he got off the call and I was like, was just sexy watching you walk around and do business. And he's like, what? I'm like, it was, I was like, it was hot. <laughs> it was so weird, but it was, um, <laughs> best advice you've ever been given Bianca. Oh, there's too much. Um, best advice that I've ever been given. Uh, Best time to plant a tree, 30 years ago, second best time, right now. We always think it's too late. And I think I just have to constantly remind myself, no, the time is now, go. Don't look at the past. Do what you can with what you have right now. Love that. I needed to hear that today. Very good, 100%. I love it. Last question, what advice do you wish you had been given? Ah, that you're going to be okay. <laughs> I wish that the best advice that is my 
myself now talking to myself 20 years ago, it's all going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Because it does, does, it does. Everything always worked out and tomorrow is a new day. You know, you go to bed so blue, sometimes you wake up and it's the next day telling yourself yesterday, see, it all worked out. It's okay. Awesome. I love it. Well, once again, it was awesome having you on the show. We look forward to seeing you at Outbound Live on stage yeah, with us. In person. We're so excited to have you on stage. Thank you again to you and Scipio for sponsoring us at Outbound. Uh, I think you have some new customers with us. So, <laughs> so Warner's, yeah. So Warner's, thank you for listening. And once again, thank you to Bianca Collings from for being here. And if you want more information about our show, go to women your mother warned you about dot com. Hey, we could use some more reviews. Leave us a review, give us a rating. And if you loved this show, share it with someone. Sharing is caring. And always thank you to Sales Gravy for being the sponsor of this show. Rachel, any last words from you? Anything else you need to know, you can go to womenyourmotherwarnsyouabout.com. Bye, Warners. This really will get serious soon. Yeah, I don't, think. it doesn't have to. I don't think anybody wants it to be serious. You don't think. I had to burp the whole time. <laughs>